0: You're listening to The BizCast on the C-Suite Network.
1: Welcome to The BizCast. You work hard in your business and you want to know what it takes to get to the next level. The BizCast is where we interview best-selling business authors, thought leaders, and C-Suite executives to bring you an inside look at what it takes to succeed in business today. Whether you're the leader of a Fortune 100 company or your company is just taking off, what you're about to hear will help you take your business to the next level. I'm your host, Kevin Crane. Welcome to the show. I'm so pleased to welcome Wally Hawk to the program. Wally is an organizational consultant and president of Optimum Leadership. He's with me today to talk about his new book, Stop the Leadership Malpractice, How to Replace the Typical Performance Appraisal. The aim of this book is to compel leaders to replace their typical performance appraisal methods with one more closely aligned with systems thinking. And we're going to find out more about that right now. Wally Hawk, welcome to the show. Why do you feel that the typical performance appraisal process is broken?
0: Well, uh, there's lots of evidence that that there's a challenge with the typical performance review. Right now, a number of very large organizations, one of the largest consulting companies in the world, Accenture, just announced that they will do away with their typical appraisal. GE just announced after 25, 30 years of having exactly the same process, making uh, what Jack Welch used to call Rank and Yank, which is a bell curve system of performance appraisal of people. uh, They changed their system. Deloitte just changed their system. So there's a number of very large organizations that are finally waking up to the fact. So that's part of the data about why. But for me, the, the main reason is it causes, um, it causes harm. It causes significant harm. In fact, it's so dysfunctional that it actually does the opposite of what it's supposed to do. And it's a leftover from, uh, the early part of the industrial age. Actually, the, the first appraisal process started in three, uh, three, 300 BC. So it's been around for a while (laughs) and uh, started by the Chinese, 300 BC. So um, we've had plenty of time to make it work. And uh, for me, it damages trust. That's my personal uh, research that I've done. And if you damage trust in today's economy, you are losing money. And so that's part of why I'm passionate about it.
1: So what are the things about a typical performance appraisal as they're typically done today that are, that is broken? What are the things that are not what we should be doing today?
0: Well, the, the number one thing that is really difficult for organizations to get away from is evaluating individuals. What the typical appraisal does is it says, okay, Your boss or someone other than you will evaluate you. You may evaluate yourself. Someone other than you is going to give you a grade. Uh, And that grade could be on any type of scale. It could be on a three-point scale or a five-point scale, ten-point scale. It doesn't really matter. The point is you're getting a grade. So you're evaluating individuals for the purpose of improving their performance, improving relationships with the supervisor, improving the performance of the organization. And it actually does the opposite. And uh how so? Oh yeah, okay. So it does the opposite. Well it match so let me tell you a couple of stories. One is um what Dr. W. Edwards Deming said was that the typical appraisal is a deadly disease. It's one of the deadly diseases of performance in organizations. And he proved it with algebra. He said, imagine X equals the individual performance of someone in an organization. Y is the system within which they work. It's the culture. It's the processes they have to deal with. It's the uh, policies and procedures. It's the vision. It's the tools that they have to use. It's It's the resources they need to do their job. So x plus xy equals the total performance of of that individual. So you have an algebraic equation x plus xy. You you have two variables, but you only have one equation, which means you can uh, by algebra you cannot by the rules of algebra. It's impossible to solve the equation for x which is the performance of the individual. And that's what the typical appraisal attempts to do. It attempts to evaluate the individual and measure the performance of the individual, taking not taking into full account what the context is or what the why is. It's impossible, and yet we still continue to do it.
1: My guest today is Wally Hawk, author of the new book, Stop the Leadership Malpractice, How to Replace the Typical Performance Appraisal. And if you'd like to get a copy of Wally's book, just go to the C-Suite Book Club and get it there at c-suitebookclub.com. You'll find a great selection of business books from our C-Suite Book Club authors, thought leaders like Jeffrey Hazlett, Dov Barron, and my guest today, Wally Hawk. So just visit c-suitebookclub.com. It's time for a quick break, but when we get back, we'll talk some more. I'm Kevin Crane. This is C-Suite Radio, and we'll be right back after this. Over 3.2 million new book titles are published every year. What are you doing to help your book rise to the top? Submit your book to become part of the C-Suite Book Club, the premier source of leading business books for C-Suite leaders, executives, and celebrities. Visit C-SuiteBookClub.com slash author to submit your book today. That's C-SuiteBookClub.com slash author.
0: You're listening to The Bizcast with Kevin Crane on C-Suite Radio.
1: Welcome back. I'm speaking with Wally Hauck, author of the new book, Stop the Leadership Malpractice, How to Replace the Typical Performance Appraisal. And Wally, I was a manager and executive, uh, for many years and, uh, managed many, many people across a number of states. And so I've, I've performed a number of, uh, performance appraisals and I've been on the receiving end of many of them as well. Um, I know I wasn't always happy with my appraisals and what it did to me as an individual in terms of my morale or whatever. But I also know that I spent a great deal of effort on my appraisals to make them inclusive and fair and 360 and so forth. Um And I, I'm still struggling to understand uh what we would do as a replacement. What do you suggest as a replacement for the typical performance appraisal?
0: Yeah, I have a replacement that, uh, creates an environment where the manager and the employee create a partnership to evaluate the quality of the interaction between them and then evaluate the quality of the interaction between the employee and the processes they work within and as a partnership they both work toward improving both of the qual- both of those types of interactions so I'll give you an example. Uh, let's say um, an employee and manager come together in the typical appraisal. The manager might say something like, uh, "You know, uh, Kevin, you really need to improve your communication with me because it, it's really been, you know, on a scale of one. I, I, that's a competency you have to have, and we've got our competencies, and I'm I've got to rate you on the competencies and communication." You're a three out of five. And so I want you to improve some things. So let's step out of that role play just for a second. So how does how does the typical employee, how are they reacting when they get a grade like that and they present that? I I did that in a relatively respectful way, right? Isn't that right? Yes. Yeah. So how would the typical employee feel? Well, they're gonna feel judged. Whereas, what if I said um, Kevin, what? how would you rate the, the level of communication and trust between us on a scale of one to five? Let's say you give it a three. And you know what, Kevin? I, I think it's a three also. I think we need to work together to improve that. This grade of a three that you gave it and this grade of a three that I gave it, this is just for conversation purposes. We're, gonna, we're not going to put this in the file because I'm not really rating you what I'm doing is rating the quality of the communication between us. And I can, I know I contribute to that and you contribute to it too. So how can we make that a four? What do we need to, what do you think we need to do to make that a four, the two of us together? So it's a totally different focus and a totally different conversation. And there, and so now you have two genius brains working on how to improve that communication skill, uh, where the, because the manager contributes to it as well.
1: As you're talking, I'm thinking one of the challenges, I think, is this whole idea of being able to measure something like that. I mean, how do we even measure something between a three and a four between you and me and our communications? You know, so that's a very arbitrary kind of measurement.
0: Well, so, so is the grade on the appraisal.
1: So wouldn't we really be looking for ways to codify or qualify the performance? And one cornerstone of a performance appraisal is pay for performance. But you say we should stop pay for
0: performance. Why? Well, pay for performance uh, creates unintended consequences. Pay for performance causes people to focus on the bonus or the money or the benefits of uh, accomplishing a goal. But, I mean, isn't that the way they're motivated, though?
1: I I mean, otherwise, what motivation do employees have other than just their goodwill toward doing a good job?
0: Well, uh, people aren't motivated by money. People are moved by money. It's uh, people are manipulated and moved by money, not motivated by money. So there's a difference between manipulation and movement and motivation. Motivation is a much higher level of uh, motivation. You, know, you have to, uh, we've got to draw the distinction between extrinsic motivation and intrinsic. So extrinsic motivation is pay for performance. That's what I'm calling movement. If you do this, I will pay you this. That's, so who's in control there? See, it's really the person paying the money who's in control. Well, you don't, have- okay.
1: I mean isn't that way the way you want it to be i'm i'm your I'm your manager i need it, I need a performance out of my team that is such and so that's required of that department so yes, I am in control. I need you to perform in a certain way, and so to do that, I only have a couple of ways to do that either to motivate you or manipulate you as you call it through through money or through other means of just team building or whatever. So um, in that appraisal, that appraisal is that time when those things are presented and rewards are given or direction is given. So I'm still struggling a little bit with what we do instead of what we've been doing for all these years.
0: Well, you create an environment where people are naturally motivated. You, you, you pay them the money that they need that the market will bear and so they forget about the money, and they put all their energy into their creativity. Would you agree? Because uh, you, you and I are not agreeing, so this makes for a really good conversation. Would you well, agree? I'm I'm
1: trying to put myself in in the yeah. shoes of you know where I came from. You sure. know, I, I was managing a staff of people. I was responsible for their performance. I was responsible for their morale. And and the money, right? So I'm still trying to come to grips with how our listeners are supposed to do something other than what we've already been doing.
0: they got to buy the book to find out. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Uh, well, I want to ask you about your book. Perhaps that will help us. <laughs> you, you, your book is broken down into four sections. Right. The claim, the causation, the verdict, right. and the settlement. Can you explain why those four areas?
0: Well, it's um, it's modeled after um, this idea of uh, malpractice because I'm, I'm considering that the typical appraisal and the typical pay for performance model that we use is really malpractice in our current knowledge economy because it causes such harm. It causes incredible harm to the organization, incredible harm to the individual uh, from the perspective of creativity and utilizing their full Potential, You know, their their full brain potential, their full creative potential. So I, I consider those two things malpractice. And so the book is laid out, uh, like a, uh, like a lawyer's, uh, uh, argument might, uh, might, uh, take shape where there's, uh, there's harm. Here's, here's the harm that's, that's, uh, being caused. Here's why it's being caused. And here's the remedy for it, and that's where I offer the answers to. You're asking me, what's the answer? Uh, you know, what's the alternative? And the alternative is I have I have a process called uh, the Complete Performance Improvement Process, where you do not evaluate people, where you look at the quality of the interactions instead as a partnership, and you don't, and you separate pay decisions from that, so that you can have a valuable discussion. About how to uh, improve those interactions, and by doing so, you're raising the, uh, the performance of the, of the not just the individual, but also the department and uh, the organization in a much faster, much more effective way, without the harm that's caused by the manipulation of pay for performance and uh, the typical appraisal. Because those are control techniques. People, you can't. You're not going to be able to control people. You can attempt to control people, but they're going to basically do, uh, you know, what they want to do when they want to do it. And uh, it takes a, bit, you know, if you're going to attempt to control them to do exactly, is that the kind of relationship that we want in the knowledge economy? Do you think that that it's possible that the millennials today can be controlled? See that they're. Uh, they're so used to uh, the freedom that they get and the flow of information that they get much more so than, than you and I, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 64. So, you know, I'm a baby boomer and uh, they have just an enormous capacity for uh, the need to be creative uh, maybe even more so than you and I. So, this model is so outdated that it actually causes more harm with them and they're, they're pushing back. And I assert that that's why some of the larger companies, that's one of the motivations of the larger companies to move away from the typical appraisal. Because just, it's just not going to, they're having a revolution on their hands with the millennials coming in and uh, attempting to uh, control them. It's just not going to work.
1: Can you give us some examples of companies and organizations that have done just that, have moved away from the typical performance appraisal and adopted some of the ideas that you're talking about? And how has it worked for them?
0: But There's a distinction between um, what I'm doing and what some of the larger organizations who have changed, like Accenture. What Accenture and what GE have done is they've speeded up the feedback. They've uh, increased the frequency of the feedback to the individual and they've eliminated the annual uh, grade, which is usually uh, what the typical appraisal does. So they're still evaluating individuals. They're just doing it much more frequently.
1: My guest today has been Wally Hauck. Get his new book, Stop the Leadership Malpractice, How to Replace the Typical Performance Appraisal at the C-Suite Book Club at c-suitebookclub.com. Wally, thanks a lot for being my guest today on the BizCast. Kevin, thanks so much. That'll do it for this episode of the BizCast. Join me next time when we continue to talk to business authors, thought leaders, and C-Suite executives to bring you an inside look at what it takes to succeed in business today. Don't forget to visit the C-Suite Book Club at c-suitebookclub.com. Great books by great business authors. Only the best at the C-Suite Book Club. And if you like what we do here at the BizCast, don't be shy. Give us a shout-out on social media or leave a review on iTunes. Meanwhile, until next time, I'm your host, Kevin Crane, for the C-Suite Network. Thanks for listening. Brought to you by the C-Suite Network. C-Suite Network.com